This is Fan POV Podcast. And we're back. This is Fan POV, and I'm your host, Doug Finch. With me for this Week 11 Breakdown Edition of FanPov is your favorite host and my good friend, Jake Skeins. Jake, how you doing today, man? I'm a little, a little perplexed by that introduction. If I was the best host, you know, why, why am I on this side? No, I'm just joking. I love when you do this, my man. I'm doing good, dude. I'm looking at these games coming up this week, man. For I mean, this is a decent amount uh, to talk about coming up. So uh, I'm finding Danny like sour candy, my man. Yeah, today we're going to dive into Week 11's breakdown. Break down the slate of games for you guys. Give some locks of the week and just try to have some fun. But first, I want to start this week's episode off with a little bit of a different touch. Since we're currently recording Friday morning, I thought it would be fun to do kind of like a quick Thursday night breakdown. Uh, so this week on Thursday Night Football, we had the 6-3 and three Arizona Cardinals traveling to Seattle to take on the Seattle Seahawks, who are also 6-3. and three. The Seahawks ultimately ended up getting the 28-21 home victory behind Russell Wilson's 197 yards, two passing touchdown performance. Jake, can I get your takeaway from last night's game, man? I mean, to be honest, dude, I mean, say I mean one more time. I'm going to date myself with you. I know uh, you're. I got a couple years on you, but do you remember the old Looney Tune cartoons where the uh, St. Medard would come up on the mountainside and rescue, you know, insert character's name with a uh, little barrel of booze to help him get going off that mountainside? I feel like that's what Seattle just had for them tonight. This was what they needed to get back in the, in the race, to maybe boost some confidence. Uh, to be honest... It, it it played out the way the way that you and I kind of talked about prior to uh you know the game being played this time last night when we were talking uh, this is what Seattle needed you know this they already lost two games in a row I think Atlanta or excuse me like Arizona kind of sh- is the team that I thought they would be as far as you know they got kind of lucky with uh with Buffalo let's be honest uh you know in the week before that they lost to Miami which is looking less and less like a terrible loss because Miami's doing their thing but. Truth be told, man, it was on a short week. They came into Seattle. That's a that's a tough game for a younger team. And at the end of the day, the more experienced quarterback won this one. Yeah, for me, I mean, this was just a big confidence boost, man. Being a team that just beat you on prime time about a month ago for the whole world to see, like getting that getting that W back and splitting season series one and one, it's a it's a real confidence boost. That's what it really is. This this just propels Seattle going forward. That defense actually played pretty nice. Like they look good. They helped Russ out a little bit. Russell Wilson didn't turn the ball over, which I mean, let's be real, we knew that wasn't gonna last. I mean, nobody's perfect. I feel like every year the big quarterbacks have one or two bad games in a row and it's like the sky is falling. But I mean, let's be real. Yeah. We knew that Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. And, like he was going to bounce. Back. And this, in this, in this, this game for uh, Seattle, the the win more so itself is so key. If you look at Seattle's next four games, just listen to this. Yeah, easy money. Dude, Philadelphia, the Giants, the Jets. And the Washington football team. Now they finished up with the Rams and 49ers, you know, obviously two division games. But dude, if they could r- roll off these next four with with ease. I mean, if they can even go three and one there, you're uh, looking how, at they gonna, ten and four. It doesn't matter yeah. what happens. Who are they gonna lose in, to? In who are they gonna lose to in those four? I mean, this was right. I mean, this was so key for them. I just think that, yeah, this is gonna be like you said, a confidence booster. It was a good game overall. For sure. I, I was uh, I was happy that they they put this on tonight. It wasn't no uh, Philadelphia and Giants game or anything like that a couple weeks ago, but you know, I digress. Thing I can't believe you just disrespecting my Giants. No, like you're right. We'll, my, no, no, no. We'll, my hey, Giants hey, on a two hey, win streak. We'll, buddy. we'll get there. I'll give you guys props. You know, give credit where credit's due. But uh, you ready to jump? We will. We will. You ready to jump in these games? Yeah, I say we skip the news and notes again. Kind of a slow news week. I mean, a couple of news pieces sprinkled in within with, throughout these games. We'll get to. No, but, you know uh, what? I, yeah, let, I kind of rushed you. What'd you say? What do you think about this game? I didn't even give you your opinion on it, my man. No, no, I did. I, I just said, like I said, I just thought it was a confidence booster, man. Like that's what I really think this all came down to. I just thought it was. I don't think we learned a lot about either team. I mean, like I said, Seattle's defense looked nice tonight, but we've seen Arizona's offense go through like like spats like this where they look. They have the highest of highs, but they also can look a little lackluster. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. So it, we didn't learn anything about these teams. I think it was just more so like that was a big momentum booster. I feel like Seattle needed that game more than than Arizona did. Fair enough. So that that's what I think. But, I mean, like I said, let's hop into the 1 o'clock games, man. Let's do it up. First game we got is Philadelphia traveling to Cleveland. Take on the Browns. Browns currently sitting at minus three. I want to get your take on this game just because – 
I know you love talking some Cleveland football. So what you got to say about this one? Man? I mean, to be honest, I do. I, I like so much about this team. You know, they're, I just heard today that, you know, I mentioned before that they're the number one passing, uh, passing, pass blocking offensive line, the number two rush blocking offensive line. That's a awesome thing to have when you have Kareem Hunt and a, and a healthy Nick Chubb, you know, running behind there. It's unfortunate they have, uh, av- you know, 140 yards average passing Baker Mayfield to do that. But you know what? They know, you know, they know who they are, or at least Kevin Stefanski knows who they are. You know, whether or not, you know, in the offseason we'll be talking about Baker, you know, finding a new home or whatever. That's, that's a story for another day. But, you know, Philadelphia, it, in, uh, interestingly enough, they actually have the number one uh, defensive line as far as rush defending so you know I'll, i'm intrigued to see this matchup frankly i just think carson Wentz is ah dude i just I, I backed him too many times and he you know he leads the league in turnover worthy plays now what that's saying is not necessarily the turnovers that are happening you know but we're talking like cornerbacks that you know drop the inter- interception or you know if he fumbles the ball and an often another offensive player gets you know picks it up so it's not technically a turnover but he has the most so, so he's got the most real yeah, go ahead Real quick, just to explain what a turnover-worthy play is. Like what they classify as a turnover-worthy play is, is not that the play resulted in a turnover, but that analytically the outcome more than fifty percent of the time should have been a turnover. So, like if you they throw a a ball that goes through the cornerback's hands, that, that's a turnover-worthy it's play. Literally, what I just said. I love you, buddy. Uh, you're right. 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 <laughs> Outstanding. So, yes, just to reiterate, that is a turnover-worthy play, folks. Carson Wentz doubles the next closest person in the league right now with those. Uh, so that being said, I, I, Cleveland minus three, if, if you can get it at minus three, I like that bet a lot. It's not quite the lock of the week, but – They've, they've been playing solid. I mean, even though the the you know they're Kevin's Cleveland Indians as of late, you know, sixteen total points in the last two games. You know, I'll chalk it up to the weather. It's been it's been pretty gnarly there uh, off of Lake Erie, but uh, you know they're get, they're getting it done. They're doing what's right, and I think uh, you know Miles Garrett's a man among boys. He, you know, Carson he's going to make a long day for Carson Wentz. Uh, I'm intrigued. Like I said, I, I want to see this defensive line of Philadelphia versus this offensive line with this run game. I think Cleveland takes this one fairly easily, though, to be honest. Yeah, for me, I mean, Cleveland is going to do what Cleveland does. They beat up on the bad teams. They know, like, this team is built to beat teams that aren't up to their level. They can they can control the game at whatever pace they want. If they want, think they can exploit you in the passing game, they will if they think they can. But if they don't think they can, they have the best running game in the league as well. So they they can control the pace of the game however they want to. They're gonna I, they're gonna run all over this Philadelphia defense. I know they have a good offensive. Our defensive line, but this offensive line is just stellar, especially when it comes to blocking for the run, man. It just seems like every time I watch them, Chubb and Hunt are just running through wide open holes. Uh, yeah, I think Cleveland covers this spread fairly easily just because, like I said, they're Cleveland. They know how to beat up on the bad teams. Yeah, this, this team is built to beat the bad and teams. And Philadelphia is pretty much one of the one of the bads of the bads right now. I mean, really, you say that. Yeah, that, again, it's just another – man, I know – this is a conversation for another day. We had I we had talked about this in our group chat earlier. All four of us, including the guys, shout out to them that do the early in the week podcast. But we they were talk we were talking about how bad Carson Wentz has been, and it's just a natural ebb and flow, man. When you're not when you're not surrounded with the talent that you're supposed to be, things like this happen. I mean, when you look at any of the mid tier quarterbacks in the NFL, and I mean any of them, any of the ones that you don't think are elite, they've all had a year where we thought the sky was falling. I think that. Yes, Wentz is playing absolutely terrible right now. He is. He looks really, really bad. But he also has no offensive line, nobody to throw the ball to, no run game. He's just out there trying to do too much. He's a young guy that's just trying to do too much, forcing so many plays that he didn't have to in the past. And, I mean, it's showing. But I think any quarterback in his situation would not look good right now, other than the elite of the elite, of course, Russell Wilson, Mahomes. Whoever you throw in that elite class, I think they can elevate a bad offense. But – Wentz isn't in that class. They need to help him out. I mean, if they think that he's just going to save their season year after year, they're sadly mistaken, man. You're not lying. They need to do something more than what they're doing. You're not lying about that. So next game on the docket, man, I'm excited about this one, to be honest. Uh, I'm just intrigued in general to see. Yes, I'm sorry, Kevin. Jameis Winston getting the start, not your boy Taysom. Like you, I love you, Kevin, but damn, you're crazy. Atlanta coming off a bye. They they opened at well, I guess this would be kind of a Drew Brees thing, but you know I'll even say at one point I generally saw it at minus five, and now it's down to minus four. So people are getting on Atlanta right now. I just think Raheem Morris, man, like he's just taking the 
he's taking off the 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 brakes on these guys with Atlanta and just being like, you know what, man, what the hell do we got to lose? I feel like the last couple of games with him at coach, I mean, they've just been airing it out. Matt Ryan, of course, is you know throwing out those three hundred yard games and you know x amount of touchdowns now. Uh, and frankly, I mean, I, I don't know what to think about Jameis in this one. You know what I mean? Like he he is when Teddy Bridgewater stepped in for Drew Brees last year. Teddy and Drew are very, very similar style quarterbacks. Jameis is not that quarterback. So I'm intrigued to see what they can do with this whole week off and what Champagne can scheme up. I mean, if anybody can, it'll be him. But I'm excited to watch a fun game, to be honest. I mean, as far as who would I take, I, I don't know that we can. Can we Can we dive back into the Atlanta pool again, Doug? What, what do you think, man? I just. All right. So for me. First of all, yes, this is probably my most intriguing one o'clock game. I'm so excited to watch Jameis Winston again. Uh, for those who don't know, I'm kind of a Jameis fan. I'm not going to lie. I think he will be a starter in the league again. But I'm just interested to see what Sean Payton does. Does he try to embrace what Jameis has been, like this big arm, brash guy, or does he try to make, does he try to mold Jameis into their offense? Which is what I think they're going to try to do. I think they're going to keep it pretty simple. Try to let Jameis hit a lot of open receivers. Uh, you know, a lot of halfback out the backfield, uh, Kamara pass plays. You know, one thing I do know is Atlanta's defense since Raheem Morris took over is number one in the league against the rush. Isn't that crazy? Which is really nuts. I mean, they're like I said, they're playing hard for him, man. But to me, I know everybody likes this Atlanta side. I think I like New Orleans. I, I like Jameis. I believe in Jameis. I think Jameis with this offense and uh, offensive genius like Sean Payton, I think that he can beat an Atlanta team, this Atlanta team. I know they're playing, they're kind of hot right now, but let's not forget we're talking about the same Atlanta team that was blowing leads just a month ago. I know there's a different head coach, but the players contribute to that just as much as he did. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm going with new Orleans minus the four, four and a half in some spots. I, I, if you can get that minus four, I like new Orleans minus four. Yeah. And if, if this number is going to keep falling and it does somehow get to three, I don't see it getting to three, but if it did, that's an easy new Orleans play for me, but I still like new Orleans minus the four. I think they handle business here at home. Yeah. James, comes in and does what James does now real quick before I let you get into your thing real quick, back to Kevin and his Taysom Hill love. I do not think Taysom Hill has a chance to start this game, but I will say in our dynasty league, I did just put in a waiver for Taysom Hill, just in case you're right, Kevin. Okay, Seth. That uh, beers on you if uh, if that one hits. But what were you going to say about breaking down this? Oh no, I, I pretty much I broke it down. I was going to say I, I like Atlanta as the plus four. I mean, it's a slight lean. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. Yeah. I, I mean, I gave my two cents about how I like Atlanta, how they've been looking the last couple of weeks coming off a bye. Just the fact that Jameis is, is, is his first game. I want to see Jameis play in this offense. And, you know, I have the utmost faith in, in Sean Payton as a coach to get him cued in. I mean, I just want to see it first, you know what I'm saying? Before I can actually back him. For sure. But, this is probably just a game we both stay away from. Oh yeah, game. for sure. hundred percent. That is not a game. I would touch. On to the next one. Uh, I would say less than stellar game. We have the Detroit Lions going down south to play the Carolina Panthers. Carolina opened as a two-point favorite, and this has swung all the way to Detroit minus two. It's been quite a. Am I reading that correctly? No, you're, wow. It's uh, this is an intriguing one, my friend. I mean, I don't mean to cut. Yeah, this is gonna, a lot. Go ahead. This is crazy. It's because a lot of it is a. They don't know if Teddy Bridgewater is going to be playing. B, Stafford banged up his thumb in the last week's game, so they don't even know if he's playing. We could potentially be looking at a Chase Daniels versus PJ PJ Walker game right now. And I'm not even trying to make a joke. Like that legit could be what we see on Sunday between these two teams. So that's why these numbers are all over the place. But I agree. Like, I mean, even still though, what, what do you think about that? I mean, how do you even analyze a game like that? Like, you don't. There's literally a, a, four, a four team or a four quarterback carousel as far as potential who could be playing right now. Well, this is how this is how I'm going to break it down right here. We're, we're going to do this real quickly, and then we're going to get off this game because I feel like you're right. We can't analyze this. But what I will say is, if one team has a starting quarterback and the other doesn't, at two points either way, I like that. Yep, team. run that. What I also will say is, if PJ Walker goes out there and plays against Chase Daniels. I favor PJ Walker in Carolina. I think they can get a little more creative. Well, also, I mean, there may, there may be no Kenny Galladay. Just without even giving a crazy breakdown, yeah. what do you think? Uh, PJ Walker, Chase you, Daniels? Uh, and the reason I, I side with PJ Walker, PJ Walker played at Temple with Matt Rule, too. So Matt Rule made a point to go get him out of the XFL when it shut down. So they're, and they're then, semi. And then one last way. One last way. One last way. Stafford 
versus Bridgewater, what way are you going? Uh, I would lean. Oh man, dude, I don't know. That's I would lean Stafford just because he's Stafford. But I also heard that. See, I, see, now I heard Kenny Galladay might be playing. You got Marvin Harris or Marvin. Why do I say Marvin Harrison? Marvin Jones. Marvin, Marvin Jones. Jones might not be playing. Uh, who's the other guy, cat that was not going to be playing for them too? There's somebody else I heard that's uh, a questionable for this game on the defense. Yeah, I think how it goes for me is starter versus starter. I'm going Carolina backup versus backup. I'm going with Carolina. The only way I'm playing Detroit here is if Stafford plays and Bridgewater doesn't, which is very likely for real. That could be an easy scenario. Yeah, true. Okay, next one. We'll get off this bad boy. New England Patriots off that fresh, uh, fresh. Uh, surprise win against uh, Baltimore last week. They are heading to Houston against the Texans, who, I mean, what can you say about the Texans? The Texans opened at a minus three favor, and now it has swung five points to the fe- to where New England is now a two-point favor on the road. I mean, the Texans are the second worst team as, as against the spread. The Texans are two and seven against the spread this season. So the folks, Ooh. folks out there, that means that they have literally of their nine games, they've only covered the spread twice. Whether that means they win or lost, as far as the game itself, it means that they have only covered the spread twice. You know what that means, right? I do know what that means. Wait, what are you, are you asking me? That means this is my uh, lock of the week here, my oh, friend. Oh, well, take the reins, my friend. That's what this take means. the reins. Uh, okay, New England minus the two points. I love it. I think New England's out to prove something. I think that they're still trying to play to win. I know that the Jets the Jets came pretty close to beating them. It was a closer game than it probably should have been. But did you see the way they celebrated that game? I mean, they celebrated like they won the Super Bowl. They were so happy to get a win. They were just it was a it was just a weight off their shoulder. And what does New England do well? Run the football. Cam Newton doesn't throw the ball particularly well, but they can run the ball down your throat. Cam Newton can run down the ball down your throat. Damian Harris has been a breath of fresh air in their backfield for them. And look who they're playing. They're playing Houston, the worst rush defense by a landslide in the league. Yeah. I mean, I can't just. New England is going to run the ball all over these guys. I'm taking New England minus two lock of the week. Go ahead and what do you think about my lock here? I'm not disagreeing. Uh, I'm just. I mean, to be honest, if it was, if it was, man, if it was any other team besides Houston, just how dismal they are, I would say maybe New England just, you know, might be riding that hype train a little too much right now after that win against Baltimore last week. And, you know, like you always just have those down spots after a game like that. You know what I mean? Like we're all up for it and everything, but Houston is so damn terrible. Like I, I feel bad for Deshaun Watson. I mean, I guess he's getting his money one way or the other, but good Lord, man, they have just, they're. We talked about Philadelphia being in dumpster fire. Houston should be in the NFC East. You know, there you go, Mikey P. You hearing me saying this? Houston should be in the NFC East as bad as they've been playing. You know, they would fit right in, to be honest, man. So I don't, I don't hate your lock of the week at all. Frankly, to your point though about uh, about the, uh, New England running the ball this whole entire time, that eats up a lot of clock. This uh, over under at 48 and a half, 49. I mean, I might be looking to play that under just because that'd be a lot of tick, 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 tick coming off the clock. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, f- I feel terrible for Deshaun Watson, man. Like, just what a what a terrible scenario to have. Him yeah, in. he can cry in his pile of a uh, hundred million dollars. You know, what? I feel so 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 super bad for him. But no, for real though, as far as talent and the fact that this guy wants to win, he is. I mean, dude, can you talk yeah, about? He's in the worst spot. Seriously, be, like Bill sure. O'Brien just put like a ticking time bomb that is just still like it's like sour milk spoiling in the corner. After he left, they're still stinking up the place with all the all the trades he gave away and all the picks. Dude. I know, and and what's I was about to say. What's crazy is the whoever has to come in and pick it up has no picks to that's work with. Exactly, man, like this. This is a topic for a whole other podcast. We could do a whole podcast on the terrible franchises in the NFL yeah. and what to fix on them. Honestly, let's move on to the next one. Uh, another less than stellar game. We have yeah the undefeated. Pittsburgh Steelers traveling down south to uh, Jacksonville. Yep. Pittsburgh is a 10.5-point favorite. I'll let you go ahead and start the breakdown off on this I mean, one. to be honest, uh, Pittsburgh, if you look at Pittsburgh uh, historically in the last three four years, for some reason, man, I cannot for the life of me figure this out. And it's it's a stat that's out there right now. It's, it's over like 50%. When Pittsburgh goes on the road – 
And especially when they play a team that's below 500, for some dumb reason, they play down to the competition to the point where they don't cover the spread. I.e., perfect example, when they went to Dallas two weeks ago. There's no reason in hell that they should have they been within 13 points of that, of that team, especially as good as Pittsburgh is as far as defense and everything. They come back home. They beat the, tar, they beat the doors off of the Bengals. This is a situation where I could see Pittsburgh going down to Jacksonville, 10 and a half with that hook. It would not surprise me if Jacksonville kept within this game and covered the spread. Now, don't get me wrong. Pittsburgh's coming out of here with a win. But with the humidity and the fact that they really don't, you know what I mean? Like, does Pittsburgh have to put in 100% effort to to come out with this in W? I just feel like I could just see them coasted along. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, mean, um, I mean, Jacksonville did. Okay, Jacksonville kept within Green Bay last week. I mean, there was a punt return for a touchdown that, you know, the... the Skewed the score. I'm sorry? Skewed oh, the for score. sure, for the sure. punt return skewed yeah, yeah, the score. Yeah, hundred percent. And it just seemed like they did. They did some fighting, but I mean, dude, what what does Jacksonville got to lose? You know what I mean? If they could get in here and play spoiler to Pittsburgh, I mean, that would be their Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? I see. I could see Jacksonville covering this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna personally bet it, but it wouldn't surprise me. You know what I'm saying? I love this bet here. I love Jacksonville plus ten and a half. And here's another reason to throw on top of it: Pittsburgh's next game. Thanksgiving night against the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, they got to be looking at that very valid point. Looking ahead, looking ahead, licking their lips at the fact that they get to play Lamar Jackson after he's kind of on, like, you know, in a little bit of a slump. Also, they're going to the humidity. Here's the thing Pittsburgh's going to lose a game eventually. I'm not saying they're going to lose this game, but I actually think the dog is live here. I don't know what Jacksonville, what they are plus money right now. I could probably find out, but I bet you it's. In my eyes, a little bit worth playing playing them just on the money line. Money I mean, we're talking plus. Give me a second. Yeah, we're talking about we're talking about plus six thirty five. That's what I see right Hold now. On. And I wait. You saying you say you already looked it up? So you got six thirty five. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Six thirty five is what I'm seeing right now. Uh, that's what I, I had. Whoa, you got six thirty five? I definitely no. I see you. You're whoa, bro. I got three forty four hundred four twenty five. You're talking money. All right, hold on. I'm tripping. I was looking at them against Green Bay last week. That was six thirty-five. You're right. I, I'm looking at I'm looking at three eighty-five. Right yeah. Here. Okay. So uh, yeah, I was say the average on mine's that's more in the your wheelhouse. Yeah, uh, three eighty-five. That doesn't really actually but, intrigue me enough. Look, I do think we, that they cover the spread. You can just round up to four hundred. I mean, it's all over the board on my right. own. It just it doesn't quite like uh that that's not quite enough for me when you're ten and a half point dogs but i will take jacksonville plus the points i almost almost picked this as my lock i know i didn't want to bag jake luton against his defense but like you said they don't always come to beat up on the bad teams they always win the game they just don't always come to beat up on right. them. jacksonville the heat overlooking the game i like jacksonville plus that half I'm, I'm with you on that one so somehow i drew this one up on the next one gosh darn it i get the uh fantastic <laughs> cincinnati Bengals going to the washington football team uh, it opened up as a pick and now it's moved to Washington. Washington's a whopping one and a half point favor at home against Cincinnati. I mean, I don't, dude, what do you, what do you got to say about this game? I mean, there's one reason and one reason only I, I like a side in this game. I'm going to take Washington minus laying the points. And here's why they're not very good at quarterback, but Cincinnati doesn't scare me on defense. So yes, Alex Smith can do him. But the real reason I'm going to choose him is every time we see Burrow go up against a legit defensive front. Yep. It's a long day for him, man. And this Washington defensive front is as legit as they come. I mean, I watched him get murdered against the Baltimore Ravens. I watched him get beat up on bad against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I watched the Philadelphia Eagles get eight sacks on him. Like, I I like Washington's defense to kind of rattle Joe Burrow. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take Washington laying the points. Yeah, it's 100% what we were saying last week. You know, when we kind of seen that spread with them playing Pittsburgh, the first thing that you and I pointed out was Pittsburgh's front four is just going to have a field day with Joe Burrow. And, I mean, Washington obviously isn't Pittsburgh as far as that, but they're not far away, man, to be honest. Like, you know, they're just a little younger. They're probably like, you know – a tier below. That defense isn't Pittsburgh, but that that's, front that's seven right, is. Right, right, right. That front right. seven is I would say, legit as they come. Yeah, I would say 1A and 1B. I mean, obviously. For sure, yeah. for sure. So, yeah, I've, I feel like it's going to be a similar outcome. Uh, just Burrow toss, toss a couple more to T. Higgins for me in fantasy like you did last week. You somehow got that one in for me. Thank you very much. I yeah. got, T. Higgins might not even play. That He came down with the illness. They didn't say it was COVID-19 yet, but 
Oh, illness on the board. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't see that one. That sucks. Oh, well. yeah. I mean, Washington, Alex Smith. I mean, the fact that Alex Smith came back in that game against uh, Detroit, and if it wasn't for uh, a dumb, you know, rough in the passer on uh, Chase Young last week in that Detroit game, I mean, they had a chance to win that. You know, obviously, you know, Prater gets down there and gets, hits that 59 yarder, you know, Chase Young getting that penalty. Alex Smith got three touchdowns in that in that in the fourth quarter to come back on that. Now that could be a product of Detroit just being god awful in the fourth quarter, which is very true. But I mean, the fact that he did it though, you know, maybe Alex is just finding his groove. You know what I mean? They still have Terry McLaurin on that on that team, so that's a combination. Not that Alex hasn't been known to whip it all the way down the field, but you know, that's something I guess of, between the two teams. You know what I mean? Like you know, it's something to lean your put a put your head on, I guess. Right. Crazy stat about Alex Smith. In the last two weeks, he leads the league in yards with 715. Somehow last week he threw for 390 yards and no touchdowns. That's kind of weird. That's, 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 that's 100% Alex Smith. I mean, maybe not the 390 right. part. <laughs> right, right. I mean, if you, told, if you told me 190, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. But, dude, 390, that's pretty impressive, to be honest. Uh, Good for 390 him. and 325 the week before, 75% completion percentage against the Giants a week ago. That's that is Alex Smith, but I guess we can we can go ahead and move on to the next game. Huh? Yeah. Oh, so this is an exciting one. Next one o'clock game. Yeah, I got a good one here to announce. Yeah. What the uh, hell? We got we got the Tennessee Titans traveling to the Baltimore Ravens, and what it should be like a, a really big one o'clock game. Probably the biggest one o'clock game of the week. We have the Baltimore Ravens currently laying five points as the five point favorite. Open it. Jake, go ahead and go ahead and break it down. They did. Yeah, they opened at seven, so everybody's on Tennessee. Sounds like here's what it, here's what it comes down to. And I cannot wait for the off season where we can or there's a, a down week, probably the week between the Super Bowl, you know, the AFC NFC Championship game, and the Super Bowl, where we can all go back and listen to our old tapes, tapes or takes and everything, and see what everybody said. Because I promise you, at the beginning of the season, I was telling you, I was telling Kevin, I was telling Mike. Baltimore is not going to be that sweet this year. They lost. I thought they might go undefeated. Yeah, I know. That's why I emphasize you first out of all three of them. Well, that was, again, it was a hot take one. Two. True. I thought I did pretty well on my hot takes. Yeah. But keep going. Anyways, my point being is it's out. Like, Lamar Jackson, bro, you're not, your secret is out. People know how to defend you. It's not rocket science. This game to me is a product of two teams that are very similar as in where they're at. Maybe I'm not talking schematically and scheme wise and player and all that kind of stuff. I'm saying the fact that these guys were both five, you know, five and all at one point, or excuse me, Baltimore did lose Kansas city. They were both looking pretty sweet is what I'm getting at. And all of a sudden the, the seems like the wheels are falling off on both teams. You know, both of them are on a two, two game losing streak. They both need this win. Like, you know, you and I need blood. I just, dude, this game is so intriguing to me. Like I'm so excited to watch this just because i don't know who's going to show up and what's going to happen tennessee's on a 10-day rest though because they played on thursday baltimore had that dismal you know rain out game uh, uh sunday night football so they're you know even at a less of advantage as far as rest goes i don't both teams want to run the ball but the problem is is when that when baltimore needs to throw it they're not nearly as successful as tennessee when they need to throw it if tennessee can get in this damn game and realize you don't have to give it to derrick henry on first and second down every single freaking drive and just get the ball out there i think they have a chance to actually take this one straight up yeah i just straight up win it yeah i just want to say congratulations to whoever got tennessee plus seven at the start of the week Jeez, that seems like an automatic cash that couldn't have stayed up there long but yeah i agree with you um the side i like is definitely tennessee plus the points i will say i mean both sides are very 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 alive like baltimore could win this by five or more tennessee could also win this by five or more uh this is yeah, true 50-50 game as far as I'm concerned. I think Tennessee might be the better team just because, like you said, when when they do have to pass the ball, Ryan Tannehill is more than competent. And honestly, if you ask me, Tennessee's problem is that they don't pass the ball enough. Their passing game strictly consists of play-action pass. So, I mean, they're very two-dimensional. They are run between the tackles or play-action pass. And it's not very creative in the way they do it. It's they very old-fashioned. They lead They lead the league in uh, running plays on first and second down. First and second down. Yeah, I want to yeah. say, what was it, like 48% or 46% of their of all their first and second down plays are runs? Like, dude, that's nuts. Yeah, that's insane. The next closest is like 28%. 
It's, I, yeah. I mean, that's a huge jump. Like, come on. I mean, that's I, what I'm saying. If they could just find a more creative ways to get Derek Henry the ball rather than here, just go right behind the left tackle, right in between left tackle, left guard hole or whatever. If they could just find a way to get in the ball more creatively, like I think they would be way better off. They lack creative playmaking for sure. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I'm yeah. This, but that's a. But what I'm saying is that's a problem that can be fixed. Lamar Jackson's arm. I don't know that that's a problem that can be fixed. No, I think I think like I said, man, the uh, the word is out on him. I think he is he's in a, he's in a world of hurt. And the thing is too is like I said, I said at the beginning of the season, you losing Marshall Yanda in the offensive line is going to hurt. They lot no one obviously seen Ronnie Stanley going out and being out for the rest of the season. Right, yeah, that hurts a lot. And obviously, honestly, I think a lot a lot of it too is the fact that they got rid of Hayden Hurst. I understand you have Mark Andrews and you got Nick Boyle. Nick Boyle is your blocking tight end. But when you had Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews out there running routes, that took a lot of pressure off of Andrews and gave him a lot of open looks. Now he's the only he's the only show in town, you know, as far as tight ends go, and that's why you've seen a, a lack, or excuse me, a, a decrease in his productivity for the season compared to what it was right. last season. I think a lot sure. of moves they made on like the things that happen on offense is you know is is a product of where. Lamar sits right now, you know. What was the other? What was I also think that like I don't get what their reluctancy to go to the young, fresh legs and J.K. Dobbins is. I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah, been, he looks amazing when he touches. The yeah, ball. they've been playing a lot of Gus Edwards lately too. I've noticed that too. Yeah, I know. Uh, the it's, other, it's, the, the other stat I was going to say too about this. So I heard this today actually. So all of last season, sixteen games regular season, uh, Baltimore was number one as far as uh, plays for loss. So what I'm saying is on offense. When they, either they were sacked or tackled for a loss, they had 240 plays all of last season, which if you average it out over 16 games, it's pretty sweet. They're already at 202 this season right now, and they still have, what, six more games to go? They right. are, yeah, they're 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 on pace to blow out that that two forty they had last season, which was number one. Keep in mind, so sure. it's just a like I said, man, it's just a product of them losing the offensive line and and the moves they made. I just don't think. I mean, honestly, Baltimore. Like I said, Baltimore. I think their their win total this year was what eleven and a half over under on wins as far as Vegas yeah. goes. I don't think. Shit, I don't. I don't, I don't. I don't. I say I don't think they're going to hit it, man. No way. They, there's no way they hit that. That's an easy under. All righty, buddy. Boy. All right, moving on. We go. Uh, you want to do four hundred fives, and then we'll go go up back up to four twenty fives. Yeah, yeah, we can go. We can go to the four hundred five games. You know, last week we were kind of spoiled with Dude. all the nice four o'clock games due to the Masters, but yep. uh, this week not so much. That's not for sure. So, I swear that was going to be a point I was going to make. Was well, thank you, thank you, golf, for not giving us another opportunity to just push everything to the back end of our schedule. But that being said, not a terrible. No, this is a terrible game. Not because you're fishies, Mike. I'm not because you're fishies, but the Miami Dolphins are going to the Mile High City to play the Denver Broncos in. Drew Locke throwing it three feet in front of Jerry Judy in the dirt every single drop back he throws to him. Dude, he looked bad, real bad. Anyways, this game started to pick him. Uh, it is now Miami minus three on the road in the Mile High Stadium of Denver. Uh, yeah, I mean. I can't take I can't take Denver. Uh, Drew Locke has regressed in, in such a quick fashion. It's like a rock you just threw into the ocean. He's just sinking straight to the bottom, bro. I mean, I did not see anything out of him last week that impressed me one bit. Miami on the reverse side. Well, you know, you guys can hear Mike, Mike and Kevin on the other podcast. Mike rant and rave about him, and honestly, for good reason. But what do you think about this one? What do you, you got any? Got anything different to say, or are you pretty much on the same page? So first, I will touch on the Drew, Lock, the whole Drew Lock thing. I mean, let's not let's not say he regressed. He never really showed anything to to make us feel some type of way about him. Anyways, you know what I mean? I mean, he did go three and one at the end of last year, but he never threw for over two hundred fifty yards. I don't I don't think he threw for over two touchdowns in any of those games. I mean, he has seven touchdowns and ten interceptions this year. He's just no, he's a okay. career backup. He's not. He's not getting it done. The guy has the swagger of a starter, but when it comes down to it, he doesn't get it done, which is okay. But that's why I didn't understand why everybody loved the the Broncos in the preseason. I feel like I heard a lot of people hyping up the Broncos, and I just didn't believe in Drew Locke. I, I didn't. No, and I agree. It, it's not. It's not the the weapons' fault. I get it. Sutton is hurt, but if you watch Jerry Judy, you can tell that guy's special. The way he runs routes and the way he gets off the he gets separation right off the jump off the line, he's different, man. I, I'm excited to see what he's going to be in the future. I just don't think that his future involves Drew Locke, or at least I hope it doesn't for 
to see so I can see his upper bound limits. But back to this game, I feel like this is such a trap. Like Miami feels like an easy pick at minus three, right? Yeah. But when you really look at Miami, and this is not me hating on Miami, please, Mike, don't take it as me hating. I'm just pointing out the facts. They have lived off of special teams and defensive touchdowns the last two weeks. At some point, that has to go away, right? Yeah. Like they, they can't. They can't score defensively or off of special teams every week. And I'm not saying Tua hasn't looked great, but so it's not like he, it's not like he's lining up the stat sheet. And let's be real, that touchdown he had last week was on a trick play where the I mean the tight end was wide open in the end zone. I'm not saying that he hasn't looked good, but I'm saying we haven't really seen him pushed. This seems like the perfect trap game in the fact that Denver could come out here and, and just we're riding high on Miami and low on Denver, and that's the perfect time for a, a, a switch to flip. See, now, I would I would say that my when I said I like Miami, it wasn't because of Tua necessarily. It's everything you pointed out. The defense is playing good. The special – everything is clicking right now. Tua, Tua is, is coasting. He doesn't, have to, he doesn't have to win the game. I mean, he's only thrown for, what, 220 yards the last couple of games? But here's the thing that I was going to say. Those games – so, like, last week, they played rookie quarterback Joe – or, excuse me, Justin Herbert – this week they're playing Drew Locke, who might as well be a rookie, right? Now, credit to to Brian Flores. Uh, it's a, he he was doing something last week against uh, Herbert. I, I'm, I know it starts with an A, but it's a term I've never heard of. He was playing an Axion defense. So what that was is he had six guys on defense, kind of all hanging around the, the 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 line of scrimmage. Nobody was in a three point stance the whole game. So basically, they had six people, but. Herbert didn't know who was coming at him, who was dropping back in coverage. So I, I thought that was so damn smart. I'm like, damn that. Yeah. I, so here, want to hear something crazy? Always. Is I know that there were certain spots of the game you weren't able to watch last night on Thursday Night Football due to whatever prior engagements you had. You know what I mean? What are you talking but about? there was a little part where to get uh, Isaiah Simmons involved, the Cardinals did the exact same thing. Only linebackers and defensive backs were on the field. Oh, yeah, yeah, there yeah. Was eight. There was eight guys on the line all standing up. No one in a three-point stance. They end up blitzing all eight. But it just from a visual, it looked so confusing. I was like, man, okay, well, I mean, they're getting creative. You know, they have a lot of guys that can get after the quarterback that are not just down linemen. I mean, they even have uh, Buda Baker, who, let's be real, he's a hard hitter. Oh, yeah. Ask who a, can also blitz the quarterback. It was just a special way to Ask Andy to Dalton get, about that. Yeah, it was just a special way to get their linebackers and safeties and corners involved. I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I hey, to be fair, the only reason I didn't catch some of that game is because it was the end of the billing yeah, cycle. Yeah. End of the billing cycle, and you know how Verizon likes to tell you it's unlimited, but yeah, it's, un- <laughs> it's unlimited, but then it starts turning into uh, Minecraft with the, the way it chisels in like that. I was like, ah, this it, is annoying, but It's not Russell Wilson unlimited. It's just regular <laughs> <laughs> if only it was but uh yeah so back to that point though so they're um as far as miami and what they're doing on special teams and defense they're still playing enough it, it'd be i would probably have a different tune if it was like a more seasoned back quarterback they're playing but i don't see why they can't continue doing the same stuff with their uh uh misdirection and everything like that with uh with drew lock i, I they're, they're playing they're doing what they need to do i guess so. Yeah, you get an agreement from me, man. I think we both like the minus three. It just like I said, I do like minus. I do like Miami laying the three. I just feel like this is like the perfect trap game. Yeah, keep keep an eye on it, folks, because I'm seeing some three and a halfs out there too. But three, I like it. Three and a half, I might just uh, pass on playing. But I, I would still lean Miami even with the three and a half. But uh, for sure, for sure. On to the next one, player. Right. What you got? On to the next four four five uh, game. Uh, oh man, we got the uh, <laughs> yep. Adam Gase led New York <laughs> Jets. Man, I can't believe it's week 11 and we're still talking about this guy <laughs> going to the best coast, the West Coast, to uh, take on the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are currently sitting at, I see some nine and a halfs on the board. I see some eight and a half, yeah, somewhere see. between eight and a half, mostly nine and yeah, a half, see, minus see. nine and a half. Yeah, the Chargers, see. I see mostly nine and a half. Ah, Go dude. ahead and give me your take at nine and a half here. Dude, who, I mean, what's to say? Honestly, the Jets off a of bye. I mean, that's about the only thing going for them. Chargers, do you see uh you see Justin Herbert with his new haircut? He looks like Sid from uh the toy uh, from the original Toy Story. Did you story. hear the story behind that? Do I want to? Please by all means. Wasn't it like his uh his strength and conditioning yeah, coach yeah. did it? He just told him like one day, like, yeah, I just want to change and uh I want a haircut, but I don't know where to go. It was kind of awkward how he's explaining it. And he's like, So I just let the 
whatever the coach's name was, cut my hair, coach whatever, and he looks like a serial killer. Yeah, it's kind of. He looks like Sid. He looks like Sid. <laughs> he does. It's scary. It's scary. Sid it's from scary. Uh, from Toy Story, and I think sure. Sid definitely has some issues in that movie, if I recall. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's besides the point. But nine and a half. I mean, I can't give the Chargers nine and a half points. Fun fact of the day: so there are three teams in the NFL that their losses are within one score. All their losses are within one score. It's kind of a stupid uh, stat to say Pittsburgh because they haven't lost a game. So that's Pittsburgh's one. Kansas City is the other one. They have one loss, and their one loss was within one score of the Vegas last time they played. Then you have the LA Chargers at two and seven. All seven of their damn games are within one lo- or one score. Now, granted, they, when I say one score, so even like last week when they lost by eight points, technically you can get your touchdown and get the two point conversion. Once you get to nine points, that's when it kind of turns over. But that being said, dude, I can't, I can't give the char- I can't, the Chargers cannot be given nine and a half points. I don't even care if it's to the Jets or not. You know what I'm saying? I just trust me. This would, this would not be a game that I'll be tuning into. I might see that I might accidentally catch it on the ticker below watching whatever game is next but dude i mean what, what do you got so yeah you're right i don't want to lay nine and a half with the Chargers. i will not be betting this game but just for like put it on the record i'm gonna take the Chargers minus nine and a half i just think herbert can do whatever he wants to this jets defense i mean they're just terrible they're gonna stop in the run but i mean the Chargers don't run the ball so who what is who do right. what does that help no you're right i, I think herbert kind of does whatever he wants to these guys uh-huh. um I think he can name a number and put it on the board. Truthfully, I think whatever he wants to put up, he can. I will definitely be staying away from this because nine and a half is a big number that the Chargers do not deserve to be laying. 100%. But the Jets are just, they, I mean, they're historically bad. Here's the thing. You would know better than me. This ought to be I good. Have, I know, I know, I have memories of that 0-16 Lions team, but I don't remember watching them like vividly. Who's worse? Is it the Jets or is it that Lions team? I definitely think the Jets. I mean, from what I remember from that. I think the same thing so too, but I, I didn't remember, know if it was just recent. No, what I remember from that Lions team is they kept – there was definitely some games that they were a lot closer. They were they were more consistent at keeping it within a score or, you know, they weren't getting blown out nearly as much or as bad by the Jets from what I recall. I mean, we could look up the numbers. I mean, they it, that was a Matt Stafford-Calvin Johnson team, so, I mean, they had to keep some games close. I just remember a lot of their games being like within seven touch or, or seven points. I mean, I could be wrong. It was some time ago, but I mean, this Jets team just seems like the worst football team I've ever seen. Let's put it this way: put onto the field with that zero and sixteen Lions team. You know, especially us being in this area where we get them every week, anyhow, on the local game. I remember thinking a lot of games like this could be the game that they could win. This could be the game that they win. Right. I have not thought that one time with the Jets yet this season. Yeah, the, me either. Me anything. either for sure. All right, done with that dumpster fire. We get, oh, look at me! I finally get a good one. 425, probably the game of the, at least a 425, at least of the second slate. This is definitely the game of the, of the week. We got the Green Bay, sure. Green Bay Packers going to Indianapolis to pay, play the Colts. Green Bay opened as a two and a half point favor, and now it has done a 180, and the Colts are now a two and a half point favor. Ah, uh, man, they're all over the place. We'll go with two because I see one and a half, so I see two and a half. Let's just say two for right now, okay? So the Colts are now two point favors. Lead the way, my friend. So, man, this just seems like it, this line should be in Green Bay's favor. I'm not a big fan of Indianapolis, but before I break this down, did you hear the kind of conspiracy theory about Philip Rivers? Uh, which, or one, no? which one? I heard it. So, apparently, the last two weeks, some teams have been complaining because Philip Rivers knows their play calls. Like, the defense will come up and audible into a play, and because there's no crowd and Philip Rivers can hear what they're saying, he immediately knows the audible to a second play. He knows their play calls. It's like I guess two teams have now complained to the league about it, and it's not illegal. Yeah, I was just going to say, but it's just it's just Philip Rivers knowing what's going on. I was going to say, you know, it'd be different if it was like uh, Jared Goff's dumbass doing it. But right. Philip Rivers has been in the league for what? How long now? 16, 17 years, which. Which, I mean, coincides with his numbers the last two weeks. Philip Rivers had his best now, two out. weeks of the season the last two weeks for sure. Yeah, well, that was going to be part of this breakdown for me too. I told you, I tried telling you, and I tried telling our bo- our buddy Sean. Shout out to you, Sean Walker. Uh, when you guys were all telling me you guys like Indianapolis last week, and I said, I don't know, man, Tennessee, or excuse me, you like Tennessee last week. And this, I told you, do not take Tennessee because they don't have a pass rush. Philip can pass when he doesn't have a pass rush. 
This is my same issue with this game right here, which makes me real nervous about taking Green Bay. They don't have a pass rush, and they're indoors with Philip Rivers off a 10-day's rest. Yeah, but, okay, real quick, to kind of defend myself, that's another game that wasn't – I mean, that punt block yeah, I know. changed the whole game. <laughs> that punt block happened – You were right. that The Rivers call was right, that he plays well when there's no pass rush. But what I will say about that game is the punt block is really what changed the game. That turned it from a 7-point lead to a 14-point lead. I mean – or a ten point lead to a seventeen point lead. That kind of changed the game. Yeah, we could also talk. Uh, we could also talk about Indy going for it on fourth and goal and not getting it then either. So really, that was a mood point as far as like the. Yeah, they should have kicked the field goal. They should have had six points there. But you're right. Either, but either way, what I will say about this game is we're also talking about Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, you're right. not Ryan Tannehill. So I'm going to take Green Bay plus the points. Anytime you want to give Rodgers points, especially against a lesser quarterback, I'll take it. I still don't quite believe that this Indianapolis defense is as real as they. They claim they are. I know they're good. They but are. But, I mean, defense is – I mean, no defense is really good, though. Let's be real. No defense is out here shutting down good offenses. There's not one in the league that shuts down good offenses. Uh, So, I'm going to take Green Bay plus the points just because I'll take Rodgers plus points whenever I can. What's your call here? 100%. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still leaning with Green Bay just because based on all the points you said, this would be one of my teaser plays too. And as you know for witness and my – the what am I saying? Oh, yeah, I called you my witness. Yeah, as, as witness, you already know I actually played this in, in real real time. Uh, I like Green Bay with the, with the tease in this. I got them at plus eight. So like – Back to reminding you guys, teasers, you add the six points to whatever direction you're going. So if Green Bay's already plus two, I add the six, now they're plus eight. Get over that key number of a touchdown. I don't see Indianapolis being Green Bay by more than a touchdown. So no way. But I, regardless, even before the tease, I do like the Green I do like Green Bay plus two. I think uh basically you, you said all the points that uh the, that I was the one thing I will say is that Today, on, well, yesterday on the injury report, Devontae Adams popped up with an ankle injury. Yeah, so watch he's, for that. He's always on there. But I was going to say, they're supposed to get Alan Lazard back too, which I, I think will. Yeah, they are. They are getting Alan Lazard back. I would just be careful. If Adams doesn't play, I do think I might slam they Indy won, before it gets to three. They won, they won without – they they went 3 no without Adams this season so far. I mean, I, I don't – Yeah, but – I'd have to look at who they were playing against just to, you know, compare right. compare and contrast with Indy's defense. But you're right. right. Yeah, move on to the next I'm gonna one. I'm going to introduce this next oh, game. Oh, yeah, please and do. I'm going to let you break it down because ah. I'm sure you have a lot to say. No, I don't. We got your God. Dallas Cowboys traveling up north to take on the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings opened at a nine-and-a-half-point <laughs> favorite, and now they're bet down to a seven-point favorite. What do you got to say about your Dallas Cowboys, man? So I meant to say this when you asked me how I was doing at the very beginning of the episode, and I was going to say, man, it's a good week. All of our teams didn't lose. You got your Giants looking sweet, you know, getting a win against Philadelphia. Mike's, you know, swimming high with uh, with his fishies. Even Kevin's Cleveland Indians. I mean, Cleveland Browns are winning. And hell, my team didn't even lose last week, so we're all doing good. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, <laughs> so you the, got that a buy. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that was the joke. <laughs> Yeah, it's just so, hilarious. Man. About, it, is, it is a nice week, though. None of us took out. Yeah, so nice. damn straight. Get, them, get it away how it comes. Right. It doesn't matter how how it happens. So about this game, though, in all honesty, I think our one our one chance that we have in all this is the fact that Minnesota played on Monday night and we're coming off a bye. So not only do we have the whole entire week's worth of rest, Minnesota's actually on one day less of rest. Uh I mean, truth be told, man, it, it just depends if we can stop Dalvin Cook. You know, I heard we're going to be without our uh, our our uh, cornerback Diggs, the one that we drafted from Alabama. He's not going to be playing this game, so I don't know if that's a, a hindrance or not because he's been letting everything go by him like uh, Swiss cheese. Uh, other than that, though, I mean, we should be pretty healthy. Um, to be honest, though, dude, I still have not heard who they, they have announced to play as our damn quarterback. For all intents and purposes, it's supposed to be Dalton. But he hasn't actually come out and said that he's going to yet. So, I mean, that's either going to be him or Gary Gilbert or, I mean, is Ben DiNucci even in the conversation anymore? Or- I think as long as it's him or Gilbert, I don't think it quite matters. I mean, let's be real. There's a slight bump with Dalton, but I don't think it's like the biggest bump. No, I, mean, I was going to say. What's that, his name look good? That, Gilbert looked decent. I, I was just going to say, honestly, I think there's a slight bump with uh, with Gilbert, to be honest. He just seemed like. I he, mean, not to mention, I mean, Gilbert looks like an awful quarterback. He's a big guy, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I mean, he, he, seemed, he had a, he had a, he had a, some swag about him, too. Like he had some energy about him. You know what I'm saying? 
like, sure. I think I would actually prefer him to be playing, but honestly, it's just, it all depends if we can stop the Minnesota Dalvin cooks. I mean, if he doesn't run amok over us and get 200 yards, I mean, if Zeke remembers he's getting paid $90 million, maybe decides to show up for this game, they'd be swell of them. You know, appreciate it, bud. But uh, I think we can hang within the seven, to be honest. I mean, I don't think we're going to win this. I'm, ah, dude, I don't know. I'm sorry. I got – I'm not even – it bums me out because one of my good friends, Nate, out there, shout out to you, Nate, is a big Vikings fan. And Lord knows I wish I could sit here and talk smack to him and, you know, bust his chops, but – uh. I just, uh, it's not the year to do that, my friend. I'll tell you that right now. I think we hang within the seven. I don't know if that's just me being dumb luck biased or whatever, but we can, we can hang. So, yeah, I'm just breaking this down strictly from a betting side. A couple things I want to, I want to note, but this is the perfect buy low, sell high opportunity. We only saw Dalton for one game. Yes, it was the worst game of his career, but I'm going to go ahead out and on a limb and say that. That is an outlier. We know what Dalton is, but that's not Dalton. Also, this Cowboys line is starting to get healthy, healthier. Uh, you got Dallas coming in. Minnesota's defense really hasn't been anything special. I get it. We just watched Minnesota on a primetime game beat a uh, team with a winning record in the Bears. I don't want to say a good team because yeah. they haven't looked good. No, no, no. But hear me out. They they won. Everyone was like, oh, my gosh. I think Minnesota still has a chance in the NFC. That's all I heard all week. They're still not a good team. They put up 19 points. I get that's a good a good defense, but they only put up 19 points. Not, let's not act like they blew the doors off of a bad Chicago team. Yeah, but that okay. You know, it's funny when you. What I also what I also real quick will say. I don't remember exactly where I heard this. I wish I could credit somebody because this is great analysis. So they so the Vikings play on Monday night, so they're playing on one day less rest, like you said. So Aaron Foster once went on Joe Rogan's podcast and talked about what it's like to run the ball 30 times. He was like, I'm telling you, if you get more than 25 touches in the NFL game on Wednesday as a running back, you will be peeing blood. You will be, you won't practice that week. He's like, he's like, what it does to your body is unthinkable. We're talking about Dalvin cook having 30 plus carries two of the last three games coming off a short week. What if he just doesn't have it? You know what I mean? Like, I do. That's a lot of work on someone's body in six days. Yeah, I mean, I do like their backup, Alexander Madison. I mean, no, no I, 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 I know do as well. I know, I'm just I know saying, though. Let's let's be real. This this offense moves with Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I, I like Dallas plus I seven. I think I think uh, I think that's the right side to play. Yeah, I like it too. I mean, it is what it is. With you say about Minnesota and everything. I was going to say though, uh, it, it, with Minnesota, you're talking about them being back in the NFC race. I mean, they did just go three, no against every single division opponent. You know what I mean? Between green Bay, Minnesota, or excuse me, green Bay, Detroit and Chicago back to back to back weeks. Maybe that's where that narrative came from. And it's funny. Cause when you were talking about Indianapolis earlier and you said, let's be real defenses aren't, you know, that as good as blah, blah, blah. First thing I was thinking was like, bro, I don't know, man, that that Chicago defense is pretty gnarly. It just sucks. They don't have anything on the other side of them. I mean, could you imagine in a Chicago, could you imagine Chicago's defense with the, uh, I don't know, like Green Bay or what we talked about before, all these hypotheticals. All that being said, I think I mean, I think Minnesota looked pretty decent for what they were playing against in, in Chicago. Uh, but, yeah, I agree. I think that they might just be a little bit more worn down. We, we can take advantage of them here. You're right. For sure. So let's, for sure. let's go on to the uh, – this would be – oh, yeah, we got the Sunday night game. This is – yeah, uh, this is my block of the week. <laughs> Screw it. I'm going with it. Block of the week. Uh, Kansas City is going to Las Vegas. The Chiefs, as of right now, are a minus eight point favor. There are some other numbers on the board, but I'm thinking that the minus eight is a more consistent one. We don't know if the Vegas Vegas Raiders, half their damn defense is in potential COVID, COVID pro- protocol, so we don't know if this game is going to be played. But at minus eight, we're going to go with Kansas City's the lock of the week. I personally got it at minus seven about three days ago. Uh, simply because that you know this number was going to move. Kansas City's off a bye. Andy Reid has a fantastic record off a bye. Point number two: Las Vegas went into Kansas City and surprised, you know, shocked the world and even Kansas City and beat them, you know, forty to thirty-two. On top of that, 
there was some conversation this week. I didn't know about it that at the time, but I'm sure you heard about this, Doug. But apparently, after Vegas beat Kansas City in Kansas City, and they decided to do a nice little victory lap in the parking lot around Arrowhead Stadium in their yeah, I in, heard about in this. their bus, and uh, old uh, Andy Reid didn't feel too uh, didn't feel too keen about that. I just think on Sunday Night Football, Kansas City is looking to make a statement. And they are just going to beat the doors off Las Vegas Raiders. Let's be honest. The Raiders are still 30th in DVOA defense, okay? They've moved up some, since 31st since the last time we talked about them. Props to them. You guys jumped the spot. You're still 30th in defense. You guys have looked a lot better than you are because you're beating up on uh, the Broncos. And who was the team before that, the week before that? I'm like, oh, I'm not even that impressed, dude. I think it was the Lions, wasn't it? Uh, dude, I'm blanking. I should probably look that up before I start talking too much smack. But either way, regardless, especially being off a of bye and the fact that this is their one loss, I feel like uh, Kansas City is just going to go in there and just roll roll them, something fierce. Um, this is my lock of the week. This is also my other teaser play with with Green Bay. Is I got, So I got Green Bay plus the eight. And with Kansas City, if they're minus eight, I'm giving them six points. They are now minus two, which gets me underneath that key number of three. So they all they have to do is win by a field goal. Yeah, okay. For a team that's as good as Kansas City, this is their Super Bowl, right? They coast through every game. We watch it weekly. It almost seems like they're just lackluster, right? Because they're not they don't fear anybody right now. I mean the, But this team already beat them. Like this is they have something to play for here. I think they cover this number as well. I think they I I really think that if you can find a prop for Kansas City putting up forty, yeah, I would take it. I think Kansas City puts up forty by themselves. Yeah, I mean truth be told, man, if this was like a forty five to like ten game, I would not it would not surprise me one bit. Not one. Yeah, and yes, Derek Carr had a he had a his best game of the year against Kansas City this year. But if you look back to his last his two games against Kansas City last year, he didn't throw for over two hundred yards in either of them. I mean, it's a, they, they just it's, they caught Kansas City on a bad day. Yeah, they that was their first win against Kansas City in six games. Keep in mind they play them twice a year, so that's the you know the fact that they did a victory right. tour around the damn stadium, like bro, like. Seriously, your first win in three seasons against us. Man, Get the hell out of here. It just seems like it's one of those, act like you've been here before. Granted, you, yeah, exactly. you haven't been sure. here before, but Jesus, dude. Like, I actually, yeah, I think Kansas City is just like, all right, well, we remember all that, so guess what we're about to do to you, Cats? Yeah, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. All right. What do you got? You got, man, this is another good one. We, we like I said, I'm, we lucked out on games this week, I feel like, my man. We did. This is a pretty good slate of games. Not that great for betting. I don't see anything that, like, really, really sticks out this week. But as far as, like, football games to watch, man, we got a lot of good ones. Heck yeah. So, to, uh, for the, the weekly, the end cap, we have also, the Los Angeles Rams. Also known as Monday Night Football. Also known as Monday Night Football, <laughs> with the worldwide with the worldwide leader there, uh, we have the LA Rams traveling all the way down south, about the probably the farthest they can travel to uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay laying three and a half, four in some spots. Uh, I'm seeing more fours. Yeah, Tampa yes, Bay laying yeah. four at home against the Rams. Uh, I'll let you break this one down. This is a great game for you to start off and break down. This is going to be. A defensive battle. I feel like I think the 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 first thing that I I queue up on is so Tampa Bay last week when they played Carolina. I know they beat up on them pretty pretty badly, but they had to bring in AQ Shipley at center. So AQ Shipley was at one point uh, a Pro Bowl offensive lineman. They had to bring pretty much bring him off the street. The guy's like seventeen years of like seventeen year old vet. He's playing center for the first time against Carolina last week. So this is only going to be his second game playing center with, with Tom Brady and company. And uh, Doug, who's lined up across the center usually for the Rams? Oh, yeah. The be- the best playmaker in that, the league. That bad man named Aaron Donald. I think that's going to cause a lot of issues for Mr. Shipley. Uh, that being said, uh, Jalen Jalen's going to lock down on one of the guys. I want to say Jalen's probably going to lock down on, what do you think, Mike Evans? And then they'll just leave Godwin and uh, Brown running the slot game. It depends It depends on, on Tampa if, if Arians can get his head out of his ass and not decide to throw the ball. Try to go for the big plays. If he can just suck it up and do a lot of like you know slant routes and, and crossing routes with AB and, uh, and Godwin, have him go over the middle, like, yeah, you're going to run into some linebackers, but we're going to move the ball. I think that I think they could they can cover this this spread. 
your boy Goff, I mean, dude, I'm sorry, man. He, he is, he's, he, I'll, I won't even, we, we, don't we, say we will not get into this. I swear, I was just going to yeah, say, don't we're not going to talk just about don't do it. it. We're not going to. We're not going to get into this. I will say, though, I like Josh Reynolds. He's been emerging for you guys, or for the Rams. I say you guys. Might as well be you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, this just gives the people the insight of the arguments that go on our text threads. Yeah, because no joke. You're calling the Rams, you guys. That's hilarious. <laughs> that, that, was, that was such a Freudian slip, too. That's awesome. I was going to say this about the Rams. The, the one thing that does make me nervous is they did lose their left tackle, Andrew Whitworth, last week, and that's going to hurt them a lot. They don't have a lot of depth on the offensive line. I think that's going to be a situation where Dominican Sue and uh, your boy Shaq and uh, why am I blinking on his last name? He just let you just led the league last year and Shaq Barry. Yeah, there you go, Shaq. I was going to say Shaq Lawson. That's crazy. Shaq Lawson. He also was a sack artist that played for Buffalo. Yeah, you're right. Well, I don't know where he's at right this second. No, you're right. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, he's in Miami actually. Because we bust Mike's balls about. It. Anyways, back to the game. So Andrew Whitworth being now at left tackle, I think that's gonna hinder the Rams in their ability to to run some plays that they would normally run just because they don't have a lot of depth on that offensive line. Uh as far as the game itself, like I said, I think it's gonna be a lot low uh, it's the over under is at 40 and a half. So I guess Vegas thinks the same thing too. It's not exactly a, a high number. That's about average. I mean that sounds about right, dude. I could see a 24-20 game in this to be honest. Um I mean, I guess that's not really either team really covering, but right, yeah. I mean, for sure. That, I mean, Vegas, well, Vegas got this one right. I mean, all around, I feel like so. I mean, yeah, one hundred percent. I will handicap it this way. I think that Tampa Bay is the right side. I know you probably should play the number with the Rams. The Rams have looked great, and before, I mean, we're not going to argue about it. But nope, not talking about can it. Can you guys believe that this guy <laughs> hates on the quarterback of the team that's leading the best division in football? Ain't that crazy? First off, but um, first off, I'm pretty sure Seattle is now seven and three. Thank you very much after tonight, which means that that they are the leaders of that division. Thank you. All right, but what I, what I will say is, <laughs> I don't think I know this defense has been amazing. I know Aaron Donald's a stud. I know Jalen Ramsey's a stud. Leonard Floyd has looked good. Like, this defense has looked really good, like, much improved. But I don't think there's anybody stopping Tampa Bay. I think that what we saw last week was just the tip of the iceberg, and they put up 40-plus. This offense is gnarly, and they're about to – we're going to really start to see what they're about. I think that Tampa Bay wins this one, and they cover. I can see them winning by seven. I don't think that they go too crazy. Like I said, the Rams have a great defense, but I don't think that there's any defense that can just shut great offenses down. I I don't. I think that Tampa Bay kind of – eventually, when you have three wide receivers, the caliber they are, that holes start to open for running backs, guys start to get wide open. I mean – there's only so many things you can key in on. You don't have four Jalen Ramseys. Uh, if they were smart, they would play Jalen Ramsey to one side, try to take one side of the field away, which is what I think they will do. I don't think he'll shadow. This year, they kind of been moving him around more than ever. Um, Who's the guy that they have on the other side, too? The guy from UAB, Darius. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. You came from he, he's um, Randall Darius Randall, right? Is that what his own is? is? The, the guy on the opposite side, and then Troy Hill usually yeah, plays yeah. Uh, the the slot the slot corner. Yeah, the Darius. I mean, yeah. for some reason, it's Darius. I gotta look it up. I'm sorry, but regardless, the guy from UAB, he's been killing it over on the other side too. As far as no, yes, for sure. But there's just there's only so much you can do when we're talking about Antonio Brown, Mike Evans. And no, you're right, Godwin. Not to mention the. You know, then you got to worry about them running the ball. They have yep. fresh legs everywhere. They have Gronk. They have uh, Cameron Bray. Like I, I think that Tampa Bay covers this number. Yeah, I, like I said, that's a, that's my slight lean. I think this is going to be a, a very entertaining game, and it will, uh, you know, either it'll either back your argument about uh, Ryan Gosling or or back my argument about Ryan Gosling. So uh, real quick, I just want to give you some props, my friend, just because we're talking about Tampa and the fact that the Giants are on a bye this week. I was going to point this out. but So I told Doug last week, going into the games last week, Tampa is number one in turnovers for defense. So Tampa has 16 turnovers for their defense, number one in the league. Number two in the league going into next week, last week, our boys in blue, the New York Giants were at number or had 15 turnovers for their defense, bro. I was super impressed. I, I even told you on the phone I talked to you about that. I'm like, damn, dude, I, you couldn't even guess that, could you? Because I even said, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't guess it. You gave me a chance. I didn't guess it. I mean, here's what I will say. I would never gotten it either. So I'm just, you know, props to you guys, man. Here's what I'll say. Much like the Rams and Tampa Bay are a great way to end this week's game slate of games. 
That stat is a great way to end no, no, this no, 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 no. I got one more for you. Guess what? The Cow- <laughs> guess what the Cowboys? Go ahead. Let me hear the guess stat. what the Cowboys lead in, my friend. I would tell you real quick. We're, we're the we're the worst team against the spread right now. We are officially one and eight against the spread. That's the stat to end on. <laughs> and I took them to go two and eight. Isn't that great? Wow. Bless your heart. Yeah, I just can't believe that I backed them. Um, let's just give a quick recap here. We haven't done a twenty dollar bet of the week. I don't think we have to do one every week. I mean, we weren't really, we didn't really disagree on anything here. So I, I say we just kind of recap what our best bets were. Go ahead with your teaser. I'll give my teaser on Twitter this week. Uh, so go ahead, give me your best bet. So my, give me your teaser. So my best bet was uh, Kansas City minus eight. Uh, honestly, I don't know how much more that number is going to move or not. I, I wouldn't surprise me if it went up by Sunday kickoff. But Kansas City minus eight, I know that's not the smart key number that you want to be around, but I just think it doesn't matter with this team. As far as teasers go, I got the same Kansas City Chiefs. I'm teasing them down to minus two, which is smart because I'm getting below that field goal minus three uh, key number. And I'm also taking Green Bay from plus two to plus eight, getting over the key number of seven and for the touchdown. And then for me, I'm going with New England, minus two against Houston. I just think they run all over them. Uh, I'll be giving out my teaser on Twitter. Uh, Jake, is there anything you said you want to say to the people before we end this here? Uh, happy to be back on the uh, on the winning side of uh, our locks hit with Tampa Bay last week. So thanks for everybody listening and having faith in me. I could feel your guys' positive energy. Real talk, we love you guys so much for listening to us. You know, like I said, we couldn't do this. We wouldn't do this without you guys. Uh, I'll, I'll let you do the, the closing uh, spiel, my friend. Yeah, man. Uh, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at FanPOVPod at FanPovPod Follow us on Twitter, interact with us there, send us messages, whatever whatever you guys are feeling, just interact with us on the Twitter. We'll be giving our picks there. Uh, for Jake, I'm Doug, and we're out of here, man. See you guys next week. Let's go!